clip it for anyone. Stop <laughs> buying Subaru and supporting that bullshit. God damn you guys. You, they hurt you time and time again. <laughs> it's like and an you're abusive like, relationship. You're like, no, Subaru, good. And it's like it blows up and Context. you're like, no, it was just me. I did something wrong. It's this, I'm gonna it's built to 900 horsepower now and I can drive. It's only pushing 250, but it, it can do a thousand. <laughs> All right, so we are back for another episode of the Martini Works podcast. Thank you so much for tuning and listening in. We are back with Dakota. Hello. Hi. Still not employed by Martini Works, so calm your shit out there, the six of you that are watching. But hey, how's everything going between last week and this week? What's changed besides 28 inches of snow up here in Wisconsin? Man, there has been a lot of snow. My basement leaks, <laughs> and there's a lot of water, and it's melting and raining, and it's a combination of shit. Other than that, we went to uh, Virginia, and that was beautiful. That, that was, was wild. Nice 50-degree weather, driving some JDM cars. That was sick. That was nice. I needed that. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Driver Motorsport. If you guys have not heard of them, highly recommend that you check out their website. They yeah. sell out of their cars very, very quickly, but they're different. They focus on more of the VIP, yeah. four-door, kind of more unique and way more affordable JDM cars that you can jump into nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like you can find presidents and centuries and things like that for like 11, 13, 15,000 versus nowadays right. it seems like what, 40 grand, 50 grand yeah. you got to dump on a car if you want something that has a steering wheel. In the yeah. It's really side. cool to see like yeah. all the other stuff out there that isn't like maybe, you know, way out in like the social media land and like you know super sought after but like they're still really dope cars and you can get them for pretty cheap and you got to drive a century yes the i did top of the line toyota century that was, was some sort baller. of luxury i didn't know i needed yeah. <laughs> yeah if you guys don't know the toyota century was like a toyota's flagship's custom mm -hmm. chassis car what was your favorite part about that thing, because that thing had a V12, didn't it? Yeah, five liter V12, making roughly like 270 horsepower. <laughs> but it was smooth. <laughs> it was smooth. Uh, no, that thing was beautiful. It was like driving on a damn cloud, and it was even on some like old like Blitz coilovers too. Mm -hmm. So like, and it rode really well. And it was though. on some like really small tires. Like they had some like big wheels and stuff on it, and it looked amazing. It had mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the name of the kit, but it's a really rare kit mm -hmm. uh, for the car. So auto, who made auto, kits for auto Couture? <laughs> yeah, Auto, auto Couture yep. had the kit. And it looked great. It was all paint matched. It was beautiful. It really because like headlights. Yeah, because like those cars from the factory. I mean, like they're baller. But they ain't that baller. Yeah, well, they, they were, were meant to look like discreet. Right. Not yeah. Grab attention. Yeah. That was the whole point. They were meant to be subtle. So yep. they're they're kind of bland. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Back, but like so. the interior is gorgeous. Like the whole oh, like yeah. the whole time we're driving, like the front seat like floats like a, yeah. like a big rig, and like the digital gash or the digital dash on it was so sick for like a 1997. Everything was power. Million uh, switches, massaging million switches, rear seats. Uh, the freaking the passenger seat. Uh, pops down in the middle so the person in the rear can yeah, the recline middle the, seat. the rear seats yeah. and then stick their feet through and like basically lay completely flat. It's and insane. you can get one of dope. these for the same price as a Nissan 370Z. Pretty much. Like a 2015 <laughs> 370Z. Less. Yeah, yeah, almost less. The, the, the Century had, I have to say, one of the most mind-boggling suspensions ever too because I believed that that was on air yeah. because of how smooth it was. But it was running static mm -hmm. with rubber bands for tires, mm -hmm. huge wheels, and, and we it just still yeah. felt it was insane. It just goes beautiful. to show that I, I can't remember what suspension they had on the car, but, dude, brand makes a mm -hmm. difference, especially with that. Cause that I think they were saying like they were shit. like blitz coils. Like old blitz yeah. coilovers. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. even, even the guys were like, 
I think they're Blitz, and like that's surprising how good it rides. Or yeah, something. they like, weren't. Yeah. They were not happy that it was Blitz. Mm-hmm. So just because it's a Blitz name doesn't mean that they're good. But yeah, I mean they weren't the, like the cheap Blitz. No, they no. had like the yeah, there was like a damping. Yeah, there was like a whole display uh, and everything, display which is why thing. I thought it was on air at first too. But no, mm-hmm. I think it was just to control the. Um, that thing was bright as fuck at night. Yes, oh my it was. god, it's and it blinding. Would, it would change brightness. I don't yeah. know if you noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So Je- or Dakota also got to drive a Toyota Supra. How yeah. was that? Yeah. Did you enjoy drove, it? Drove my first Mark IV Supra and first right-hand drive vehicle. It was absolutely insane. It was everything I ever dreamed of. And it was nice too because it was only making like it, it was kind of close to stockish engine-wise. It wasn't big turbo or upgraded twin turbo, anything like that. It was a stock turbos and just like bolt-ons, which I'm glad it was. I truly am because I wanted to experience that car the way it was yeah. and see why it got so much hype. And, uh, Do you think it lives up to the hype? Yeah, absolutely, because I was smiling the entire time I was driving <laughs> it. You couldn't help but do it. It just sounded amazing. The um, driver just feels like a cockpit. Uh, it feels exactly how it looks. It was still, like, roomy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, as a bigger dude, you know, I'm, like, six one and pretty hefty. I fit in it pretty damn good, and I was surprised. Um, I was comfortable while driving it, and it had a pretty stock interior minus the million gauges <laughs> that were in there. Um, yeah, so many gauges. This is yeah. something that we learned from Driver as well, and something I saw when I was actually in Japan, mm-hmm. is it does seem like Japanese tuner culture, they love their gauges. Yeah. Like, they put them everywhere they can. so many i think it was a phase in the united states to have like the gauges in the a pillar then it eventually went away because then you could just put it all in one gauge yeah no 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 no. you import something that has a turbocharger (laughs) attached to it and it's usually modified it's coming with every gauge humanly possible i like hopped in it (laughs) because i i drove it on the last night Mm -hmm. uh back to driver and like you just start and you look at it like you see all the stock stuff right and they got like a little row on top. There's like a couple down here, and then like you just keep going, and there's just more and more and more. You like the where the airbag's supposed to be. There's like four gauges looking at you. It's like yeah, battery voltage, exhaust temperature. Airbag. It's like yeah. it's like I don't even need that. But do you want the outside <laughs> weather temperature? We have a gauge. <laughs> exactly, <as well>. literally. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then you got to drive the Z32. I did get to drive the 300ZX. That was a that was a pretty exciting experience, mostly because I had a 280Z. Mm-hmm. Not the ZX. So I had the 280Z before it started to get all like digitized. So just kind of see the jump between that and the 300ZX was really cool. It was it was a really fun car. So it has this very unique. Not even driver can figure out what wide body kit is on yeah. this 300ZX. It's like the mystery 300ZX. <laughs> it and good though. They yeah. put an IMSA livery that is inspired as the same 300ZX that did IMSA racing back in the Mm -hmm. 90s. And then the body kit actually allows you to fit 13 inch wide (laughs) wheels in the rear flush, like a beautifully specced you know, wheel and tire that setup. thing looked good yeah. rolling down the oh, road. It, it, and it was It was thick. a neck breaker. Yeah, it, it was, was a thick, thick car. I, I absolutely loved it. It was a little bit weird to get used to because you can definitely start to feel when Nissan was trying to, to balance out you know, how much tech and mm-hmm. weight can they put into a car versus how much do they want to shave to make it fast. So it definitely had, you could feel the weight in the car. I think the Super probably did a little bit better with that, but it was a really fun car. Like I really enjoyed it. Car. Until you what? Century? <laughs> the century. <laughs> the century. You never even knew you were shifting gears. It just you were no, there. No, it didn't. Like Dakota pointed so out, it's like I have not felt this thing shift or downshift once. I'm like, I think you're right, and I paid attention. It, you wouldn't. You never notice. The craziest thing about the Toyota Century, though, is if you buy one, look at the dash. The dash is so fundamentally simple. It's so basic. You don't even get a tachometer. Mm-mm. 
you only get the speed. Nope. And like, yeah, it's like the it's, clock it's a digital or speed, digital speed display, fuel, coolant temp. That That's was it. it. <laughs> That's all you get. The, the everybody else gets a million buttons. The passenger yeah. can like kick down the the seat to put their legs through. You can fuck around with the person in the passenger seat by moving their seat, and then the driver's stuck with two options yeah. on what to look at when they look down at the yeah, dash. The focus was definitely not the driver. No, it was everyone, <laughs> everyone but the driver. I just want to say. I somehow still managed to wind up with the only naturally aspirated car. I know. That blows my mind. You were also the- It's just like what gravitate. You have this gravitational pull to naturally aspirated cars always, no matter where you go or what you're doing. The greatest part about it, too, is you were one of the only ones at the event the whole weekend that locked the key in the car. Yeah. The trunk. Yeah. Bad. How'd that go? Terrible. Yeah. You want to share with the podcast what exactly Jelzy yeah, did? So since I did get the big old boat for the weekend, <laughs> uh, we were kind of using it as like a home base. Like needed to take a nap, hop in the century, needed to, you know, change your hoodie. It's in the back of the century. We like had all of our equipment, all of our mm-hmm. luggage, everything yep, in everything. the trunk of the century. Well, we we're operating that like all weekend and like we're finding like the only way that we found to open the trunk was with like the key fob and if you had to hold it pretty close to the trunk and then you had like a split second to actually like lift it open otherwise it would like like electronically like latch down again because the toyota century has soft clothes on everything everything Mm -hmm. so it's like if you didn't open it it was like god damn it so the the trick was okay hold it in your hand and then lift at the same time Mm -hmm. so i had the key in my hand Open the trunk. I think me and you were digging around in there. We were getting our cameras ready or something. Got all ready. Closed the trunk. Did our thing. And I was like, oh, I need a, I want to put a jacket on or something. I'm like, all right. Where the hell's the keys at? <laughs> Shit, that ain't good. I hope I can figure out how to open it from the inside. There is zero way to open that trunk without the key. Yeah, because it's locked. There's because an actual it's locked. lock. There, so... I'm I'm panic I'm like the, my level of panic is starting to increase because I'm like, oh shit the pot or the back seat doesn't lead to the trunk. Yeah, that's it's all, all it has solid. Reclining massage. Yeah, rear so seats. A whole like solid so it's wall. Not, like fold down. We're pulling and pushing every button we can in this car, and it has a lot of them. And it has a lot of them. And the one that looks like it is just this little like brass switch mm-hmm. next to a lock cylinder. And it never did anything. We're like, nope. well, that's got to be it. And the guys from driver are like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the lock cylinder, like you have to actually unlock the electronic mechanism for the trunk. Because like this was, this was made for diplomats. Like you could yeah. only get your hand on this if you were a diplomat in Japan. So like <laughs> a big deal. There was a big deal. So like the security for the trunk was pretty important. And that was the only way you could open. They're like, well, where's the key? <laughs> I'm like, Therein lies our problem, brother. <laughs> it's in the trunk. They're like, what do you mean it's in the trunk? I'm like, I left it in the trunk. They're like, oh, well, that's not good. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not good. All of our shit's in there. We can't move the car. Luckily, the car was unlocked. Otherwise, that would have been a whole night. So eventually what they ended up doing, like we spent all day, and I'm panicking the whole day because mm-hmm. I'm like, we're like two hours from where we need to be. All of our shit's in the car. We leave at 4 o'clock in the morning the next day. We leave at 4 o'clock in the morning the next day. I'm like, oh, my God, what are you going to do? And the one guy's like, ah, we'll figure it out. And, it, like, they were super, like, chill. I'm like, 
I'm panicking. I'm like apologizing left and right. I feel like a freaking idiot. The car was bricked. Yeah, the car was like, it was just. There's no spare key. 6,000 pounds of just metal sitting there with all of our shit inside of it. That is the astounding thing. So driver got it unlocked by like jumping, doing some fancy mechanical. they, They ended up having to tear out that area popped out that lock cylinder whole mechanism grabbed a piece of wire that was apparently laying on the floor of another guy's car no he cut it out or he cut it out yeah he just cut, cut it out, out wire. of his car and yep. then just like made a little u thing just <laughs> the, the thing that's they impressive wired the trunk yeah, <laughs> yeah the thing that is so impressive about this story is like we had a really good time with driver motorsport but i i cannot be more impressed with that team mm-hmm. of people oh, that worked there. First off, they were super chill when the situation happened. They had no doubt in their mind that by the end of the event that they were going to get this thing figured out. Yep. Like there was yeah. there was never a sweat, never an increased heart rate. Because it was like right at the beginning, I'm like, guys, this happened. They're like, I don't worry about it. Yeah, later. we'll figure it out. We work it's on good. these things yeah. all the time. You know, and then like we get closer to the end of the day and there's no progress on the the, the attempt of that being opened yet. And so we're like Man, they may have they may have just given up. They may just like try to find a locksmith, yeah. and they may pull a trailer or something. You know, and we weren't gonna bring it up because they're running the car show. They're running mm-hmm. they're running Japan yeah, Auto much Legends. More important things to worry about. And then four o'clock comes around, and he's like, he's looking underneath there, and he's like, oh, let me try this, 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 and like under an hour, he's like, well, yeah, we just hot wired it. We're good yeah. to go. We got her open. I'm like, what? <laughs> we all came running when we <laughs> I seen did. that truck. I was literally like filming a section for my video. I'm like, oh my god, like they have no update yet. Apparently, all the locksmiths were like just not working that day like couldn't people get people don't there. work in virginia no they I'm, don't I'm we convinced. have found that out there's no hotel rooms available and no one works ever yeah um <laughs> yeah so i like goes i'm like damn it dude like we're getting close to the end of the event and there's like no progress made all the locksmiths are not available and i like put the camera down i look over and i see the trunks just go whoop and i'm like oh and i just like sprint over there <laughs> if you guys want to see the whole video of us going out to virginia international raceway it's on alex martini youtube channel um we'll also have some shorts and stuff out there as well so just take a look at it it's an awesome video yep. you're, i also you're have the it. vlog of my perspective as well on my channel there you go <laughs> from me panicking the whole goddamn day of locking the keys in this really nice car but you you got to admit like being there and seeing the tuner culture because Japan Auto Legends was specifically focused on the JDM tuner culture. It was wild to see the the quality of cars there was some and, and things really that were there. Caliber cars there. Some cool it, cars that we normally don't see. Yeah. It kind of goes into the the conversation though cuz I know sometimes people give social media, you know, a bad rap for ruining, you know, the car scene. It's about views and popularity contests, blah 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 blah. But there are a lot of really cool cars that I saw there where the guys, they didn't even have an Instagram. They oh, were just absolutely. Like, building cars because they love it. Like, mm-hmm. what is what is your guys' thoughts on that sort of argument, you know, of, of social media and the, the tuner car trends? Do you think it's good, bad? Does it matter? Like anything else, I feel like it has its pros and cons. I think there's really good things that have come from it. And I think there's absolutely garbage, trash things that have come from it. And uh, it, it's hard to find a in between with it but I don't, I don't know i've gotten so much positivity and i mean it's literally like our job so i, I i'm not going to talk down on it too much but it's just like anything else in the world where you'll have your negatives with it and you'll have your positives Jels, mm-hmm. what do you think yeah i mean it's it's tough to say because obviously it's kind of something that we kind of grew into i would say is like when i was becoming a car enthusiast like wasn't all this stuff like really started like blowing up so it's really like all i've known i don't know much like of anything like beforehand um but yeah no there are obviously very clearly some things that come out of it whether it's 
you know, just the constant like shit talking online or if it's the comp like this ever need for a competition to like outdo one of another. I mean, those are some like pretty bad things that I think have come about it. And, you know, you can look at it whatever way you want. You could just choose to ignore it and go on with your life. And that's totally fine. Or you can choose to be a part of it like we have yeah. and literally make it our career. But, um, yeah, it has its it has its goods and it has its bads. Would you say it's it's more good or more bad? More good. Yeah, I I have to say more good. I would agree with that. I think I, I, I think, think there's so, so many things, the good things that do come out yeah. of it that like obviously no one no one ever wants to talk about the good things. It seems yeah. like they always yeah. want to talk there, about the bad things. There is a culture within social media, especially in the car community, where I don't even know what it's called. There's a term for this, but it's you're almost faking an antagonist to get attention. Like you're faking that somebody's doing something that nobody likes, even though nobody's doing the thing that you're claiming people do. Right. You know, it's like, oh, people that, you know, make their car take pictures at the racetrack, but don't race on the racetrack are the worst kind of people. Then everybody's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck those people. Yeah. Those people suck. And it's like, where is this happening? <laughs> when have you that? ever <laughs> yeah. seen somebody do that? You know what I mean? It's like, I think there is a little bit of that, uh, this I swear to God, it was a Yu-Gi-Oh card scapegoat. I remember scapegoat. the card. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh card that's scapegoat. A, that's a legit. It's also it's a same also, term. It's also a term. I think, I think but the I remember term the, started. I, yeah, the and term. Then the card. Yes, no, the term Yu -Oh started. Yu-Gi-Oh really changed, <laughs> bro. The English that the reason I remember was because the scapegoat Yu-Gi-Oh card was, it was like dope. The, it was fucking cute too. Yeah. It was yeah. cool, and they had four yeah, of them. The, they were yeah. different colors. Yes, holographic. Yes, oh, I know. I, yeah. I had it. <laughs> that's how I remember this. I think there's a lot of that in the in the social you know automotive space, but I think the tuner culture for the most part gets the most flack too, just because it. It is also the youngest, yeah. you know, culture out of mm. all of them. Mm. You know, you don't see forty-two-year-old Dan yeah. with his and C6 Corvette on TikTok. What I think it's done is it's also given a platform for people to just post all the shit that they do, all the time and whenever. And it's like, it just hasn't been that accessible before. People were still doing this shit like back in the two thousands. Oh, yeah, absolutely, it just it you didn't see it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's funny though because it's like. If you get worked up about people talking poorly about your video or something that you're doing to your car, I have some really great advice for you. You should not give a fuck. Like, you should just keep doing it. Do it for you. Even if you make mistakes, even if you do it wrong, the people that actually care about your well-being will send you a message or a DM if they do think you really are doing something wrong. They'll be like, hey, by the way, you installed your seats wrong. Or, hey, you know, this is how you want to install your harnesses. But if people are just giving you hate or every once in a while they're just arguing with you to argue with you, don't lose any sleep over it. As somebody who has religiously lost sleep over it when I was young going into it with WCC and stuff like that, it is not worth it at all i'll post videos now to this day having a decade of of aftermarket part experience breaking mm -hmm. shit doing things the wrong way i can post like an objective fact and people will still argue with yeah. me about it being true they'll argue about anything yeah don't be fucking arrogant though like if someone comes in and be like hey should really maybe torque your wheels Doug a little more up. or like you know maybe make sure your seat like if they have some like actual like concerns or like criticisms about it, like don't be arrogant about it. Totally agree. Like, you'll be able to tell, though, typically when yeah. people are giving you that feedback. Like, there'll be... I remember one time, this is a great example, there was a guy over in Eau Claire that was giving me a hard time. We talked about racing harnesses and how I got yeah. really upset because yeah, yeah, yeah. he kept telling me that it was installed wrong. You know, at the end of the day, they were installed wrong, you know? And it's like, if you do have a bad accident on 
poorly installed racing harnesses and you compress your spine because of it because it's not set up the right mm -hmm. way. Like that's a very dangerous thing. And real thing. And very real thing that can happen in a Mazda Miata, yeah. you know? So it's like you sometimes also have to be open to the fact that when you're reading a couple comments, I'd say like 80% of the negative stuff is almost always trash. Yeah. And maybe 10 to 20%, there might be something in there. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know, just don't take it to heart. Yeah. yeah, and I think you got to remember, too, with younger enthusiasts and people just getting into it, obviously they're not going to know everything. Everything they're doing is the first time they're doing it. And a lot of people, I, like me, too, I, I didn't have a background in cars. I didn't have family that was into aftermarket cars. I was the only one that was doing that kind of thing. So when I went into it, I was blind. I did stupid ass shit. I had no idea what I was doing. So you don't need to be an asshole to those people right off. No, absolutely not. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is just don't be an asshole. Yeah, you there's, know, and the, if you ever think you're the biggest fish, there's always a bigger fish. Yeah. So it's like just kind of a, and maybe it's just personal opinion. I adopt that that mentality because it makes it easier for me to kind of work within the whole community, right? To like learn and grow and teach and do those things because like we're always learning, we're always growing. People that like, they go to a track three, four times and they think they're the top fish, you know, or like they go on TikTok and that's their, their sole MO and they talk shit about everything else out yep, there. It's yep. like, well... I mean, that's fun. It's going to give you like that short term burn of attention. But eventually, like what? Why would anybody listen to you? You know, if all you're doing is talking about the negative stuff, it's like be open to new shit. You'd be surprised at what you learn when you go hang out with like people like Dakota, the Volkswagen folk, where apparently every Volkswagen that they own has to be some rare spec, one of 62 black okay, leather no interior. One said that. Rusted no one said fender. that. This one has the VR, the good VR6 engine. This was literally our drive to McDonald's yeah, today. You added he's a trying, lot of shit. He's trying you to tell me why this $3,500 Volkswagen is a $5,000 Volkswagen. It's not a $5,000 Volkswagen, Okay, Dakota. listen. Mario was with us, and I was just trying to get five thousand dollars from Mario. <laughs> from a from a malleable child, you're trying. He's not to a take... child. You, you're painting this picture for people, and it's just so inaccurate. All I said is Welcome this is Fox. a cool Mark IV Jetta because it has the twenty four valve VR six. It's a six speed manual. It's a GLI. Like it's got all the goods. It's not rusty. He said was it like, was rare. Did yeah, you, did that you? is rare. It's, it's that is rare than most. Yeah, rare than most. Yeah. Comparing to other Jetta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go find one. I just always love, I always have this thing. Volkswagen owners always have this like capacity to <laughs> anytime they're talking about their Volkswagen, their Volkswagen is rare. Somehow. You're, you're right. It's, Volkswagens are, those people are the equivalent of like the 60 year old C6 Corvette owners that have <laughs> okay. a full deck at the car show. The only difference, the only difference is that the Corvette guys have a, a podium stand that they put in front of the car. Yeah. Volkswagen <laughs> guys, you're just stuck in the car with them and they just tell you anyway. They're like, hey, by the way, this cup holder, it works. Well, yeah, rare. it's a flex. Yeah. It's a flex. That's what I was say. The rarest thing is just that it's a Volkswagen in Wisconsin without rust. That, that's yeah. where I yeah. more so meant it was rare. But yeah, yeah. I no, I get it. I mean, the thing is, if I'm not talking about that stuff, then we got to bring up all of the check engine lights and service engine soon right. and coolant the, low, the headliner sagging. So if like I'm not talking about the cool shit, then we got to talk about the bad shit. <laughs> well, with that being said, we are going to come back. We're going to have a couple other topics for the episode uh, today. So stay tuned, and we'll. Be right back. So we are back. I want to talk about something else, a new community, a new space. A new one? Yeah, something that I feel 
we've talked about before, and I do think it gets most of the shit talk back and forth on the online internet, and mm -hmm. it has for a long time, before the days of the Tic Tac, YouTube, Facebook, the forums, the stance community, the stance car community. It's such a weird, interesting group that we've all, I think, maybe been a part of, at least at some point in our lives, and then we've either phased out or stayed in. But why in the hell... Do people build stance cars? Why do they go out of their way to make a car more unreliable, worse to drive, slower, less efficient, worse at every like foreseeable <laughs> purpose? And even though there's like a point where they hit the static and it's like, this looks good, it's a little bit tougher to drive, then they go further yep. and they make it terrible, right? Why do you think, Dakota? Hit me with the facts, Mr. Stance. Because that shit look good as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legitimately, though, yeah. I, I, I am big into Stance. I've always enjoyed it. And I'm even one to say, like, even the crazy Stance shit, I don't mind it. I, I like seeing it. It's people doing wacky shit. That, that's fine. You know, it's not my car. I don't care. And I, I think it's cool. And I think there's a way to do it right. And I think there's a way to do it wrong, just like anything else that you're doing in the car scene. But the people that do it right... You'll, you'll find out that they're putting just as much time, work, effort, and money into the other people building their cars to go do autocross. It, there is a lot of math and shit that goes into it. It's not just, yes, there's people that do it that just dump their cars yeah. on their nuts and then call it a day and that's it. And then there's people that literally are going down to the millimeter to find the right tire size, the right wheel width, setting their coilovers or air suspension properly and dialing it in so they do not bash their fenders. And it's actually a modern marvel, the fact that they're not scraping, destroying, and destroying every fender on their car as a destroying twice because i'm getting all worked up <laughs> um and and that's what i like to see i love going to a car show and seeing a car that has camber that matches its a pillars and the fenders are perfectly clean and i'm literally thinking sitting there how how did you get this thing here yeah. without the fenders and paint destroyed and the fitment is on point um I, it's just an aesthetic and it looks good and I, I but i do totally understand the other side of it where people get kind of worked up and they're like well you destroyed the functionality like this car they had engineers spend countless years you know refining the engineering that went into this so it can go down and handle twisty roads and now you can't even get out of the parking lot because your car is on its nuts right i i get why people kind of get upset about but again it, it this sounds cliche but it's not your car it yeah. doesn't matter if that's what they like and how it looks some of the some of the cleanest cars some of the cleanest stands cars i've ever seen is every single time the it's not called this anymore but it used to be called racism. It was overseas. It was an automotive event that they yeah. did. I can't oh, remember yeah. what it's called now. They changed the name for obvious reasons. But, <laughs> it's not a bad idea. But <laughs> kind of weird one to start with, even. Yeah, it, but like you look at that show and the quality of cars that Insane. go to it, and they're oh, they're all stance cars. Yep. Yep. Almost all of them are, stands. and they have like a drift event, sure. Right. But like the quality of cars there is ten out of ten, and it looks so good. Is there a group within the stance culture that you think maybe ruins the whole thing, though? Because I think one of the things that, at least for me, I've seen every once in a while is, like, because driving a stance car is harder or maybe it requires a little bit more of that or, like, you're balling around on some, you know, Suicide Boys music, <laughs> that all of a sudden there's, like, a chip on their shoulder that their static car is cooler than anything else on the road. Yeah. Because yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that... 100% exists and th that's why it's like 
for me, it's not like I hate a certain genre of car culture. I just look at each car individually and judge it for what it is based on that. I don't group a bunch of cars yeah. into one subculture and then say, I hate that entire subculture. I don't think I do that. It's um, hard to do because there's always going to be like exceptions. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, but you're, you're right. There is people that ruin it for other people again with anything that falls into anything. And I've never really thought that heavily because being more into the stance side of things, when I got into cars, everyone I met was cool as fuck. I have a controversial question. Fire out of, out of context answer too. Shit, so we're, we're getting ahead of the pack. But this is a. I have <laughs> no, to ask it I now. Wanna, I no, want to. I want to elaborate. No, I have to ask it now. Okay, but I want to elaborate. You get two sentences versus one. Here's the question regarding the stance community. Sure. Would you rather give first place to a car that has perfect stance but is running rep wheels and shit tires, or would you give first place? to a car the same car running real wheels and good tires but wonky stance i mean if it's a stance car you got to give it to the car with the better fitment and the better stance so the rep so the rep wheel owner would win if anything the real wheel owner should have no excuse not to have good fitment because that's the whole goddamn (laughs) point of getting the real multi-piece fucking wheels is to build them to your fucking specs. So if you show up with whack-ass fitment, real-ass wheels on a stance car, it's pretty fucking counterproductive. <laughs> I think Joel's still like that. Dakota? It, it would hurt to give you know someone with bunk-ass wheels, bunk-ass tires, and good fitment. It would hurt to give them an award. But, but would mean, you? If you're comparing it against something that looks like ass... I mean, it looks like ass regardless of what wheels it's on. So people, this is a real argument. I know it is. Somebody that's hosted car shows. (laughs) I have had people get upset with me because we've given awards for best fitment on a BMW on a Euro to an E36 on VMRs because that VMRs are rep wheel brand Mm -hmm. and not the, the, the bunky, you know, conservative, you know, secondhand BBS LMs that they bought off Craigslist for twelve hundred bucks that are sunken into the fender by like half an inch. Right. And people have gotten really upset about this. They're like, how could you give that to the fake wheel owner? And it's like, well, because it's about it's the fitment, it's the stance. The whole car, it okay. this one looks better than that one. I got something for that. It's the same mentality of if there's a Lamborghini sitting in front of me and it's modified, and then there's a Honda Civic in front of me and it's modified. One can be modified better than the other. Right. The Civic can, in my opinion, look better than the Lamborghini. Yeah. Just because you spent more money doesn't entitle you to a trophy. Yeah. It's not a how much money did I spend on my build. It's how clean is the build? How well is it done? And But I mean, um, I, I would take into account, you know, if it was replica wheels, if we had one with replica wheels and cheap ass tires right next to a build with real wheels and some nice ass tires i'm gonna pick the one with real wheels and nicer tires probably over the cheaper wheels because i know what goes into it but when you're comparing it and it's two different things one looks like ass one looks decent that's two different things but it's the same thing as like i'm not gonna look at a lamborghini and drool over it if it's stock and then there's a fucking modded out really nice civic that's like period correct i'd probably be breaking my neck over that over the lamborghini to be honest with you you bring up a really funny point and i don't know if it's like hypocrisy but my interest in period correct tuner cars and builds are growing 
Yeah. Astronomically. It's almost uncomfortable how much I love cars that are like built period correct these days. And then I realize, you want to know who else loves builds like that? Brian. Old people. (laughs) (laughs) Brian from Tiber. He's kind of old. Old people, man, you go back and they're like, "This is a one-on-one. This has got matching VIN plates. It's got oh, the OEM okay windows." Like yeah, when I do it, yeah. when I do it, you don't like it. When some old fuck does it, then, <laughs> it, then it's cool. It's just, it's funny it. how yeah. it's like that interest is coming. Nah, like at least it's coming to me, at least, and it's like, oh, oh no. No, it's like I think I think we all can always appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I still fucking love wild and crazy cars, but yeah, yeah when I, I mean. There was that. Uh, it was like a third gen Prelude at the, the um, the show we went to. Japan Auto, Japan Auto, Auto Legends. Legends, yeah. And like it was pretty much. I think it was on like Lowering Springs, but like it was immaculate. Yeah. And I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> this thing's right. sick. Alex, I'm curious. Oh, go. I want to hear your opinion on like heavily cambered, low as yeah, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. one inch off the ground or less cars what, you're, what do you you're, just, you're just saying that because you saw me peeking at that one guy's pink vert and looking at it questionably at japan auto Legends. yeah well, well, i think we all looked at yeah, it questionably because it, it was like, hard what to miss. is this car but no <laughs> think, no just in general i think there's a lot of differing opinions on that kind of yeah. stuff i'm just curious what you think so for me uh it's kind of like the how do i explain it I'm going to set myself up for failure by saying this. Oh. It's almost like I look at it from guilty until proven innocent on those kind of cars. And let me explain why. Okay. I have a really tough time liking those overtly exaggerated cars of any kind, no matter where they come from, no matter what what type of car it is. The extreme camber stuff is no different to me than sometimes the Bosuzoku style that comes over from, I love from that Japan. Shit. The excessiveness my build, I'm not a huge fan of it, of any kind. So for me to learn to like it, the the car or the platform, I need to learn about the owner. So if I have a good conversation with the owner and I can kind of hear about what he's doing or what he's done and I, I can learn more about the car, mm-hmm. I can learn to like it. Yeah. But off the off the cuff, you know, like off the right on, when I see it, it's not my first choice. I wouldn't build one like it. I wouldn't run one like it. I have enough unreliable pieces of shit that <laughs> don't have that. I would hate to add seven more variables to make my car even worse off. Um, and a lot of times I'm surrounded by by cars that haven't done it right. They're running this super extreme yeah. camber setup and their fenders somehow are still shitting the bed. I do not understand it. So <laughs> the cars that are super excessive, I've always said this, the more excessive your car build is, the higher level of expectation I have for it as as like a judge or as even a person that's looking at it right. because you've chosen to go above and beyond everybody else, so you should be better at it if you're putting it in a position to be criticized. Right. So the one I saw that was at the show this weekend, I didn't like it initially. Mm-hmm. Then I met the owner and I actually started taking a real good look at the car. And there were some things that I still would have changed on it, but there were some really cool things that he did to make it work, to try and get that quality to you know, put yeah. back together considering how extreme of the wheel setup he had. And I learned to appreciate what he put into right. it. But no, it's not my first choice. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a good answer. I, I'm very similar. Again, like I like stance shit, but I think it just, it has to be done right. And it's unique to each individual build. There might be one that's completely cambered out and dumped and I love it and I think it's the dopest shit. And then there might be one that I hate and I think it's yeah. absolutely stupid. I mean, 
the way I look at it, it's no different from like the early two thousand stuff. Back, it was just it was focused on different areas, mm-hmm. like because you still had your absolute extremes from the show scene back then as well. You had people people fiberglassing their entire interiors yeah. of their cars with yeah. speakers and subwoofers molded into every fucking TVs everywhere. TVs and the headrest in the seat, you know, everywhere. So it's like, you know, if we were back then, we'd be talking about that. Yeah. And it's like, I think it, it you know, and then like the body kits back then were a lot more aggressive, but then you had your people who were like, Oh yeah, I want the aggressive body kit, but they went with like maybe a replica body kit. Maybe yeah. it didn't fit as the well. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe the yeah. the, the, the paint. Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe the paint wasn't as good, you know. So I think it's just kind of you know evolved from all of that into like the scene that we've seen today, where it's more focused on you know the wheels and the fitment and just like the overall like exterior presence of it. You know, where they are, people are, instead of going extreme, now there's cases where people go with everything, but, like, you know, it's changed from going extreme with the interiors and all that kind of stuff to, no, we haven't touched the wheels. Because you look at fitment from some of those cars, like, in the early 2000s, they didn't really give a shit about that. Like, it was all everything else. They were tucking. Yeah, it was all everything else. So people are like, hey, what if if we made the car lower? I mean, the wheels a little bit wider. There's a lot of the Japanese and then, and then it just kind of yeah. too. And then it just kind of evolved, and I think it, you know it's gone from there. So I think the same things apply. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you, you're going to use your own bias automatically seeing mm-hmm. it. So it's like, holy shit, that thing's running like negative 20 degrees of camber. That's insane. And you walk up to like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, you're, that's already in your mind. When you start looking at them, like, damn, the fenders are actually really nice. Yet these wheels are like super yeah. clean. They're well taken care of. Like... You know, the, the actual fitment of everything, the body's in good shape, the paint looks really good. Yeah. And then you talk to the owner. I think that is one of the biggest things is that we're so quick to just look at a car and judge. And just right judge yeah. not only the car, but the person and be like, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you're like, that's stupid. They're stupid. I'm on to the next <laughs> thing. It's like, just talk to the person because yeah. that's such a huge factor. Like, could be the nicest guy or gal you've ever met. Yep. And the guy you that know? I did talk to that was at Japan Auto Legends. He was awesome. I can't remember his name for the life of me, and I do apologize, but he was incredibly nice. Mm-hmm. And learning to talk, because I did. I had that hesitation when I first saw him. I'm like, I need to meet him. Yep. I, that was like my first thought, is like, I need to meet him or talk to him and figure out, like, I need to learn more about this car before I go off, because exactly. I want to understand it more. And I think, you know, everybody has their own, t- it's okay to have an opinion, right? right? It's like, sometimes I feel like I'm gonna get shunned when I say I'm not a huge fan of the Bosuzoku style, you know, those widened, you know, uh, the, the polyurethane, the fiberglass style fenders, the front lips that come from Japan, <laughs> you know, that, I'm not saying I don't respect the craft or the amount of work that goes into right. it. I'm not disregarding everything that goes into it. I know how those are built probably more than people that say that they love it know how they're built. Mm-hmm. It's just not my taste. Just right. this is the one thing I'm just not a big fan. Just like people don't like the wing on my car. It's different yeah. for everyone. It's yep. okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's just, you know, I, the, I have an issue when people show up in a clapped out cord on some real wheels with bung fitment and the fenders are all bacon. They hop out and they immediately go start talking shit on cars that are in the show while they're not yeah. in the show. That's the part. That's that's yeah. where it gets a little You want to talk about me stereotyping and I try to not stereotype. It's like I always, it's like I can feel it. I can I can see it on the internet. I see the person buy their first set of like sixth offhand work VSKFs and some basic ass fitment, and it's like, I swear to God, if they make a post talking shit about somebody's face, and sure as shit, a week goes yep. by and they're on the forums talking smack about some like I don't know Genesis on ESRs right. talking smack. It's like, bro, come 
my God. It doesn't, buying a part just doesn't automatically get you entered into talking shit about other people. Exactly. You know, that's where like. I don't think anything gets you bought no, into just but, talking shit about Well, other I wouldn't people. say talking shit, but I, I would say that there are maybe levels a little bit to levels the, to the amount of expectation. <laughs> that's why a lot of times people say, not every shark can, not every show car can be a race car, but every race car can be a show car. Yep. Because once you get into that level where you're like you're racing your car yeah. and you're taking and you're using it, you almost do get a little bit of that pedigree, I guess, where it's like, well, you are kind of working on the cars, you are kind of driving the cars, you are building the cars, you are racing the cars. But for the maybe. most part, those guys are doing shit right because they literally have to. Right. Yeah. The wheels have to be inside. They're trying to run a wide tire. Mm. They're putting arrow on it so they can get a better time, and they're dialing it in. Like that's why I think that saying kind of exists for the most part. But again, there's people that aren't at all, and that that's going completely wrong. But yeah, I don't. I I so, think all fine. cars can be. All cars good. can be shit too. And they all yeah they all. Can be <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. There's cars that can be shit. There are cars that can be great. And if you're wondering if your car is shit or if you're wondering your car is great, you can ask the internet. They're probably going to tell you it's shit. Don't listen to like 80% of them. And yeah, don't get me twisted either. I love talking shit about people's cars. That's one of my favorite things to do, but (laughs) it's all in good fun. And I I think when you you actually like respect someone, you can have some fun and poke some fun. I mean, that's what us as car people do is give each other shit about our cars. But there's the difference between that and then being an asshole for no reason. And it's a fine line and it's easy to pick out though. Yeah, you can can very quickly tell who has a chip on their shoulder and who's doing it because it's fun. You know what I mean? So I totally agree. (sighs) <sighs> I'm trying to think of what else to talk about the six minutes we got left. Sorry, Steve, you're going to have to cut this part out. I mean, we can just cut to a break and then go to the last subject. Yeah. Cut to a break right now. That's All right, we're back. And Hi. uh I, I got Hello. a subject for you guys to talk about a little bit here. And I think it could be beneficial. Really? I wish someone would have told me. The internet did tell me. What are some mistakes new in car enthusiasts make when they're we're getting into cars, buying their first car, modding their first car? What is some stuff that they just mess up and we see it time and time again? Maybe we did ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Most of the mistakes that I can remember are just mistakes I did. <laughs> like it's... I think I could relate almost all of mine back to one thing, and I still deal with this. So what is that? it? patience yes 100 percent. yeah literally everything and it's literally it's installing it Mm -hmm. i need more patience saving up for the actual right part need more patience you know just anything like that it's just patient we all are excited we all want to get the cheap part because that's what we have money for we all want to install it in an hour so we can go try it out and we don't know what the fuck we're doing. In reality, you probably should have spent half a day on it. And we spent an hour and we put it on with the wrong tools and it's all finger tight. And we go blasting out. That That's at least I know me. Like I've also too, like just not spending the time torquing stuff. I've snapped bolts off and yep. just all that types of dinged things, mm-hmm. broke things. All because I didn't have the patience to just... Spend a day doing it. It's okay. There's no rush. The car's going to be there tomorrow. Yep. You're yep. going to be there tomorrow. Yep. Everything's going to be all right. No, but I got to make the cruise with the bros tonight, <laughs> I and I want to put the new lip on, yeah, damn it. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I would... just self-tapped it into the freaking bumper, and it fell off on the highway. I feel like I feel like that's a good one. Like, patience. It's huge. It's th- so huge. I think another one would be, at least for me, was um, as I was building, I found a lot of times that I I didn't want to take the risk because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And even as I learned more, I still didn't take the risk. 
And then the patience thing would come into play. And so then I would take as much as I knew and I'd rush through it. And I'd, I'd get it to like 85%, but I never would get it to where I wanted it to be. Yep. And so I think for me, one of the biggest mistakes I made, especially as I was starting off with like, my first build was the Datsun and I had a 3000 GT was I always learned a lot and like read as much as I could. But sometimes you have to go out there and you have to like learn and do at the same time and be okay that if it's your first, it's not going to be perfect. I always wanted the first of everything I did to be perfect. And there's just no way. And there's no way that it, it it made me so upset a lot. And yeah, you have to remember that it's like, you know, I, I look at like painting my, um, my body kit for the first time it's like i look at it and i'm just like i get so down on myself for like some of the imperfections or like whatever and it's like i don't remind myself i've never fucking done it like people do this like for their lives like they this go to their, school for they it go to school yeah. for it they you know they've mastered it they got their ten thousand hours in like this is their life and the like, factory has machines the factory do it. has machines that do it it's like it's oh Hey, and th- like here's that an the important first thing time too. isn't perfect absolutely yeah, if you did it again let's say you had everything set up again mm-hmm. and you're gonna do it again do you think you could do it better oh how you a thousand percent exactly see where i'm still at the point where i've never done it so i know that my first and i yeah. wouldn't be confident i know i wouldn't do yeah. a good job so you've already made that step yeah. and like you said like that's what you got to take into account is the first time you're doing something you're probably gonna have some mistakes it's probably not gonna be perfect but at least you did it right and the next time you do it it's gonna be even better. Yeah, because like, because like now I look at like the next time I am not nearly as like nervous or yeah. scared to like hop in and like sand shit down and like you know get the the paint gun out and like start mad like like that terrified me going into it and is why like I really kind of held it off for as long as I did because like you said it's just like I didn't have the confidence to go to because I'm like I was so scared but, like what if I fuck it up what if it's not yeah. perfect what if you know and it's like. It's not gonna be, and I'm sorry to tell you that if you, if you're trying to attempt something along those lines of like a big project like that for your first time with no experience, odds are like now you may luck out, you may luck out, you might just have the knack for it. the The weather might be right that day, the fucking planets are aligned correctly, <laughs> and you fucking did it. And congratulations, that's awesome. Ninety nine percent of the time, at least not for me, that's not gonna be the case. I would also say one of the biggest mistakes that I learned when I was a beginner was assuming that car parts came with everything I needed to install the goddamn <laughs> yeah. car part. No. It blows my mind Pulse. that these body kits and diffusers and p- all these things well, come you, come with come with nothing. Don't they, you now read they the come, thing where now it they, says like professional, you know, yeah, installation and required. then and and nowadays it includes the 3M double-sided tape. So now you got people thinking that they can just 3M double-side tape a front lip onto a car. You can't. And then they're like they take it around a track and she starts falling off until she shoots underneath the the wheels. And I don't know. Well, the the company I bought it from just said 3M tape it on. So I would say one of the things I did after, because I made this mistake with my Datsun, was not having the right bolts, not having the right hardware, and then not having the right gaskets. And I learned the value of buying just lots of different types of bolts, yep. lots of different types of washers, lots of different thickness thickness, thickness yes. of gaskets, you know, like mm-hmm. just yep. like small gasket pieces, mm-hmm. universal, black, all of it black, different lengths. And I just keep that. I still have it from when I bought it in Eau Claire like, you know, five, six right. years ago. I still have this because anytime I go to install something, like when I was installing the wheels on the 430 when I was at Banging Gears, I brought some with me because I put it in between 
because we had to cut the rear fender plastic a little bit. So I put it actually in between the fender and the metal of the the rear um, the rear bumper. Mm. So then that way, it I can cut it and it still looks nice. And now it doesn't rub. Like you'd be shocked at how many times like those little tiny pieces will will save you a ton of time. Because I used to go get a part, go to install it, it has fifty percent of the parts are not the right parts you should actually use. And I would just try to make it work. And it's like, no, you're going to have to go to Home Depot and buy a bunch of random stuff, figure out what works, learn, mm-hmm. be patient with it, invest in a tap and die set because you will yes. 100% oh, yes. need it. I feel I for st- you when you need it, but I you're still need use, it. This is going to, most controversial thing I'll say all day. Wow. Harbor Freight Tools ain't that bad. No, I kind of agree with that. I'm a no, craftsman, dude. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't think they're that bad. I still have my same tap and die set that I bought yeah. from Harbor Freight for like $42. The, the, the thing that- That the, I use still. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that- go, I, I was actually going to talk about this too. The one thing that, that I was going to bring up is, you know, you're going to need tools. Like, don't undervalue, like, tools. Because, like, when I- stick. When I, st- I know you got nothing in that garage. Alex has nothing for tools. I know <laughs> it's rough. He's like, "Hey, come fix my cars." I'm like, "Can I? Can you bring it to my house?" I'm like, "Hey, can yeah. you grab me a Phillips?" He's like, "I have a flathead." I'm like, "Okay, can you grab a Phillips?" No, but I like, don't have one of those. No, but like, I know the struggle because like when I first started, it was literally like, "Oh yeah, you get the family box of tools out of the junk drawer to go work on the car," and it was yeah. like, you, "You may do," and it's like, you know. Don't it and it sucks because tools aren't the most fun thing to buy, but they and they help can be pricey so much. And I even and they can be pricey. That's why, but it's like even if you have like the right tool for the right job, that's why you don't need to go buy the top of the line one. No, but no. if you have the right tool for the right job, and I still fall for this shit, and I'm trying to get better at it because like I was just doing stuff with the RX8, I had to take the door panels off, and God knows that the fucking door panels with those little you know body clip yep. push things that you got to pull up are the worst fucking thing to deal with on a 20 some year old car. And I'm just like working with this thing. I'm like, man, I should really go get like, you know, the, the little plastic like interior tools. Yeah. I never had a set of those. I should really go get them. I should. And I'm like breaking them left and right. And like, I'm stabbing myself with the little pick trying to get yep, them out. Yep. And I'm like, my hands are bleeding. And I specifically remember walking in. I'm like, I'm going to the fucking parts store. Maggie's like, why? Because I'm like, I'm sick of hurting myself because I don't have the right goddamn tool for this. <laughs> and like, in a matter of like five minutes and fifteen bucks, I had the right tool and it was so nice. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> it was so it nice. does make the difference. Yeah. So so don't be afraid. I know it's not the most exciting thing, but invest a little bit of money into your tools. Like I said, you don't need the top line shit, but like get the right stuff for the job. And they like hang on to them. Yeah. I know it sounds yeah. this is the silliest thing I think I've said, but like the the uh radio removal tools. That's so silly. The the pieces I'm for the B seven A four. I've heard you say this. Yeah. I have used for every car I've ever owned. You mean for like the aftermarket? To take, like, yeah, like oh, okay, take, okay. Wrongs or to yeah. take out on the uh, the, the things were specific mm. to the B seven A four because I had a B seven A four Avant that I was yanking the radio. Out. I have used that same key to take out my Datsun radio. My Ferrari radio, my Audi R8 radio, my E55 AMG radio. Why did you take out the radio in your R8? You, you just get a car, take the radio out. Well, you know, I was. Hates there's a couple music. things. Some, <laughs> no radio, weight reduction. But like, you'd be shocked at sometimes those tools. Like they last a long time. Hang on to them, even though I only yeah. have like 12 of them in my garage. Like the ones that I do have, I've had out of pure necessity, and I've never let them go. And <laughs> yep. it's a good thing. Be a hoarder. Yes. With tools, tools. I think I think with tools. tools. And if you want to save a lot of money, 
I I 100% stand by this because Don't tools get into are cars. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> With tools, go find a like an auction house. Oh, go 100%. find a garage sale. Go find an estate oh, garage sale. Yeah. These things, garage sales are cool. They're probably the 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 worst of the best deals. Oh. You want to make a lot you want to save a ton of money. No, hear me out on this. You want to save a lot of money. Go to an estate sale. Go to a house sale, whatever it is. Usually, go to an auction like an adult. <laughs> yes, and you will find. Oh I'm not kidding. You will find massive toolboxes with tons of tools in them, selling for 350, 400 bucks, and they're like 25, 3500 dollar yeah. toolbox sets. You might need to do a little bit of damage control. You know, find out which wrenches aren't there anymore well, and stuff yeah. like that. But you're overall, you're saving you're, a you're ton. S- you spend the weekend once you get it home to just organize it, so you know where everything is. You know what you have and know what you don't have, and then you can just go buy a couple. Yeah, tree auction. Yeah, auction. Auction houses and like estate sales are like still the number one underutilized way to save money. Definitely. I bought so many cars from estate sales; it's crazy. Yeah, I bought my grandma from an estate sale. You brought her or bought her? <laughs> like, I, I bought her. I couldn't say with a straight face. It would have been a very funny joke. If I All right, it. it's time. Wait, wait, wait! I have one more tip. Check your fucking insurance on the car you're gonna go buy before you buy it. Because as a oh, dumbass yeah. kid, your insurance probably fucking nuts. <laughs> so check that before you go. Take out your first loan on a crazy And then your car. insurance is more than the car Yeah, payment. then your yeah. insurance ends up being more than the loan itself. See, that, that is why a lot of times people Fart. are like, oh my God, I want to get a, a B5 S4. And it's like, well, if you're 18. Talk a lot about Audis right now. Because yeah. I have a lot of history with them. But like B5 S4s, probably not the best car to own at 18 years old. People are going to want to save up. They're going to take out a loan and buy one. And it's like, your insurance is going to kill you. Off the gate, going to kill you. The Maintaining them is tough. But if you're going to try and if you want that without the cost, go find what other cars or other platforms have the same like heart. And a lot of times you'll see that Audi, Volkswagen, Nissan, Toyota, they all have other cars that have a a similar power plant, same power plant, same transmission, but they're in a four door or they're in a a more, you know, adult family oriented vehicle. I picked up a C5A6 specifically because the B5 S4 was an an additional like hundred and thirty dollars a month in insurance. Jesus, it's something like you're playing Battleship over there. Yeah. Come also, on. do your maintenance. Okay. Done. Done. Yeah, but seriously, do your maintenance. Like, not joking. Like, just do your fucking maintenance. Sun- Oil changes, like, fluid changes, <laughs> B5, tire rotations. B five S four hit. All right. Sorry, I'm done talking about Audi. It's my time. <laughs> it's time for. Out of context. Oh God! My favorite part of Joel's the show. Hates this series. I, Alex loves I'm not it. I'm in my friend. I don't care. I am so excited. It's out you of telling yourself that. Out of yeah, context, right. Dakota, you first. I'll just. I'll be here. Are you making me come up with the question? No, first? I'm asking the question. Oh, okay. First. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Need for Speed Most Wanted 2005 or any Gran Turismo series ever. Go. Oh. Yikes, brother. Dude, any ever. Watch your words, boy. Yeah, I'm literally going to get fucking murdered. <laughs> yeah. Gran Turismo. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was, that, see, that's fucked up. He set me up for failure. Yeah. With that. Yeah, he, he makes did. you seem like a bad guy because I can't explain myself. <laughs> I can't go into certain it's things. It's out of context. It's out of context. All right. Gels, you want to ask one? I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to just fire off these pass, and we want them to like hurt as bad as you hurt us. That's I know. The- <laughs> I know. So, Alex, let me think of one here. Would you? What was your first car you ever owned? Nineteen eighty nine Mercedes Benz three hundred E. 
What the fuck? Bought it. Bought it. Bought it at an estate sale for three thousand dollars. That's why he was talking about the estate sale. Was it a good card? What's that in today's money? That card be worth like thirty five hundred (laughs) dollars. Maybe those cars are they're they're all Mercedes depreciates so bad. And then they but the thing is is then they just. Yeah. Then they're just the same price forever. Yeah, they drop from yeah. one hundred and fifty thousand to five thousand dollars, and they stay that price forever. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, I remember Sean would always pick those up, and yeah. then he'd, he'd always brag about the, the window sticker, which it is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a hundred thousand dollar car for five grand. Um. Anyways, okay. All right. Um. I was gonna bring it back to Hyundai. Oh ooh, God. Oh. Just because I feel like that's Alex's soft spot. It's not a. Oh uh, yeah. What All right. Do you, Oh, Wait, yeah. no, no, I got one. Okay, Jesus. Need for Speed Most Wanted 2005 or any Grand Turismo? <laughs> you can't ask the same question. That was never a rule. Denied. <laughs> that was never a rule. Denied. <laughs> Unbelievable that you just asked the You're same question. You're not going to answer it? Would you like me to? Yeah, I want you to. Man. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> Need for Speed. You're sick. <sighs> I want the context because there's no fucking context. There, there is context. Bullshit. I you can't do it. You picked it just to be the other side of the goddamn coin. No, I, I have a reason. <laughs> Out of context. You got no fucking reason. All right. Joes, you've been thinking. <laughs> Still nothing? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I asked the same question. Just ask Alex again. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, like, I get What's, so invested. Okay, okay, in okay, no, 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 it's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> what is worse? People that make the static lifestyle like static life, their entire personality, or autocross dudes that think racing around oh, in a 90-horsepower Miata oh, is man. the best form of motorsport oh. ever. Static. The static people. They're worse? Yeah. I think I have to agree. Yeah. Just because, like, that's just such a weird... Yeah. It's such a weird thing to... Just like dick ride. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, My car doesn't move when it drives down the road. No, 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 no he's like, giving context. context. <laughs> Sorry. No context. That was it. I was about to start adding on to certain shit. <laughs> All right, Alex. That we're doing this. Fast and Furious 4. Yes, okay. The fourth one. Uh-huh. Try to remember. I know it starts getting <laughs> hazy after three. It really does. I think that's, but that's just why, that's why I picked Fury. Or the movie, I hope you've seen it, Born to Race. Born to Race. Charles too? Yeah. You'd say Born to Race? Yeah. I did like One that. sentence. I did like that movie. The Subaru race was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It would, yeah, I Which guess one? I can't the, talk too much. The Born to car Race. was a Subaru. Born to Race. Yeah. The, but, okay. Alex but there's a race. Movie. Yeah, I would hope the so. The whole movie's a race, brother. <laughs> no, the movie's yes, about- there's a, like eight races. A high school coming <laughs> to like- The Drake strip race that goes over and over a bunch of different races. The beginning of the movie is oh, a race. I have one. The middle of the movie is a race. I have one. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did Donut Media build their Subarus wrong, or are Subarus just giant piles Subarus of shit? Subarus are giant pieces of shit, and they fucking <laughs> suck, and they blow up every chance they can get, and we got to see it on the internet happen real time. Okay, I'm not going to be that <laughs> harsh, but I'm going to say that it was not Donut's fault. Clipped it. Clipped. Clip that, dude. F- clip it for anyone. <laughs> Stop buying Subaru and supporting that bullshit. God damn you guys. You, they hurt you time and time again. <laughs> it's like and an you're abusive like, relationship. Like, no, Context. Subaru, good. And it's like it blows up and Context. you're like, no, it was just me. I did something <laughs> wrong. It's just, I'm gonna. It's built to 900 horsepower now and I can drive. It's only pushing 250, but it, it can do 1,000. 
This and is a lot of context. 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 No, I because I want to go in. I could do a whole podcast by myself sitting here alone in this goddamn basement about why I think okay. people should okay. stop modifying context. Subarus. Gels? <laughs> hey, I'm here. I, I get so invested in your I just start listening. I don't yeah. think. I just listen. What would you what, what do you think? Oh, yeah, no, Question. I said Yeah, he did. Yeah, I said oh, that. The donut? No. Oh. That super is so you're picking yeah. donut. You said donut built their cars wrong. Why no, do you I think that donut that. built their cars wrong? Yeah, that's a weird thing that. to say. I didn't yeah. say that. Do you think it was James specifically that, that built it wrong, or did James... Zach Job dupe the whole show? <laughs> I will tell you, James going into that corner and choosing to perform <laughs> the actions that he did in that car definitely did not help how <laughs> to keep fair. that car <laughs> stable. That man did exactly the opposite of what he should have coming hey, out of that car. You're gonna have that on those bigger jobs. The the thing I love was James. it was the ending was inevitable. It was gonna blow up. How many times? That was a great question. They should have started <laughs> off. How many engines do you think we'll go through and then seeing how many they surpass? We should we should get a Subaru. And how build about a it. Subaru and a bolt on? I want a stock one that hasn't been blown up. And then we have the internet all guess and bet when it'll blow up. And the person that's the closest or gets it right, they can fucking have the car. They win it. <laughs> <laughs> blown up. We won't fix it. We'll just give it to them when it's blown up. Gels, do you have a question yet for out of context? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll kind of. Yeah, um, that's fine. I'll kind of go off the Subaru thing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Remember, out of context. You can't keep giving context. I just wanted <laughs> Stop. to. Stop. I wasn't Stop. explaining myself. I was just saying that they suck in long form. <laughs> go ahead, Gels. <laughs> kind of explain. Okay. Um, okay. Moving forward, every car that you own, would you rather have it just be. You know, every bolt that you touch is going to be rusted to high hell and you're going to have to, you know, just fight with it. Or it would be a perfectly clean Subaru that you never have any issues with the bolts coming out. You can work on it as much as you want. But it has to be a Subaru. For the rest of my life? Yes. So it's either I have a car and it's all rusted to shit, essentially? It's, like, impossible to work on because okay. it's all rusted. Or yeah. have a Subaru, but I can work on it. Yeah, because it's super clean. Is this the only car I can own for the rest of my life? It has to have a Subaru platform or like power powertrain. I'd rather have the rusted up bolts. Damn. Subaru doesn't have a whole lot going for him. Shut up. I only have I'll one say, sentence. I'll say it. You fucking traitor. Subaru. You fucking traitor. <laughs> you giant pile of shit. There it is. What a little one fucking sentence? weenie. One sentence. I've driven really good Subarus. Okay. They're just really expensive, that's all. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it took a lot to get them there, and that's no shit. That's no shit. What do you think, out of context, what is the most overhyped performance brand in the market? Overhyped performance brand. Like, what? Do you, like, like we're talking parts, cars, I would assume, parts. like, parts? Like brand parts. Branded parts. Ooh. Intake, exhaust, wheels, tires, suspension, any brand that gets what's the most overhyped? Um, oh man, <laughs> oh man, out of context. Yeah, who do you want to burn bridges hey, with? You right can now? hurt a lot of feelings. Uh, and this is out of context. I need to explain. No, so, you get a sentence. What's it fucking called? No compounds. Okay. I love you guys. No shade, but low glow. <laughs> oh. Oh! canceled there's no fucking reason that underglow needs to be sold out every three days 
I, I have the answer to that reason. And it sucks that I can't explain it on this podcast. That's so funny. Out of context. Out of great context. Hair in my mouth. Maybe that's because I have bad karma coming. Yeah. I had to say something. I just. Nope. Wanted Gels? to buy it. Couldn't buy it. Stop it. So I'm mad. Stop it. <laughs> Gels? Pandem. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I'm not gonna like not necessarily like the it's not a performance thing, but it's like an Well, he said like thing. any, brand. yeah, pandem, pandem, yeah. Okay, Alex, I had to think. No, you had time to think. Now, now, right now, go. Now go. NRG. Okay. Yeah. Way to play it safe. It was so shit in the past. What changed? That's my one sentence. Hmm. I think that they've expanded out of. Just like steering wheels and stuff. But are there seats? Don't... Are there seats FIA no. regulated now? I don't think they are. Who knows? I don't know anything about that. I've never owned an energy. I think they are. I just, life. I just like when the the ding thing started happening on TikTok. That I, shit I, went crazy. I just like, and I don't have any hate against NRG people or people like this. I just don't know the brand. There's anymore. a lot of context. Sorry. Sure is, man. It sure. I almost got fucking my head chopped off for saying what I said. No, this guy going. Yeah. Are, are you guys gonna ask? Are you Are you gonna ask some out of context think, questions, or are I you just gonna it, keep? Like, like, no Are you just gonna keep saying nothing? Um. Okay. All right. Um. Let me think here. I have another one. No, all right. Hey, you got some? All right. Anyway, <laughs> you're taking too long. Right. We've I only got like, all right. One minute. One minute. We've only got go, one minute. Go. Who do you think is the most uh, current automotive YouTuber that's gonna stop doing automotive content? Either gonna die off or isn't making good stuff that's anymore? That's fucking easy. Alex Martini. (laughs) (laughs) Out of context. Out of context. Tell us what you got. Oh, man. I'm thinking. I'm. (laughs) I can see the pain in his eyes. He's deciding on who he wants to say. I think he knows who he wants, but he's changing his answer. I'm just making sure there aren't better options. (laughs) Pat, go ahead. I did, Gels. Last time Dakota posted was what three weeks ago? Two weeks. Two weeks. If I went, if you count going live, then no, I, just... I don't count going live. When did you post? Oh, well, then how come Martini Madness, where you're posting every single day, you just went live and didn't post? That's a full video. It didn't it's count up on my channel. It didn't count. It counts for me. Oh, it, see, this is what I deal with. The double standards on everything. You, no, dumb. Me, yes. Okay. God. You still want to have one? Just say this it. This is a scary question. It is. I don't That's like why it. it's out of context. I don't like this question. Are you, like, asking for consent to say yeah, no? Just, just say it. What's wrong with it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Just I'm, say Alex Martini and we'll move on. Segment so I hate this. this segment hurts. Yeah, it's funny. It gets uh, <laughs> people riled up. Gets people riled up. Any last questions, Dakota? Because yeah. was, my brain's Def- He defaulted to me. All right. Sure. Would you rather, in both answers, would you rather go up to an old gearhead with his muscle car, it's all clean, and tell him his car fucking sucks, or go up to a stance kid, broken hearts, and he's sitting all alone at the car show, and tell him that his car fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this show? Uh, <laughs> hurry up! Uh, 
I'd rather go up to the old guy because it's oh, fun. Oh, you're fucked up. That is fucked up. You are up. fucked up. Fucked up. Jesus. Give me the uh, young me a- kid is going to probably... The young kid hasn't gone through life yet. The old guy has. That's all I got to say. That he fucking sucks a couple times. Yeah. But... To, He's Jell's, out of context. Give an answer. I'm going to go to the broken heart kid. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you did the same Both thing. Of you there was terrible. no good answer here. You have to realize Both that. Both of you guys are just Dakota? terrible. Dakota, what would God. you pick? I, that was my question. I don't know. That no, old dude probably answer. dedicated that whole yeah. He life saved up his whole car. life getting that car. And yeah, and he's going to hear it. Piece of that yeah, kid this. bought it and threw a couple broken heart stickers on it went to the car show. Yeah, but. But what if he has a broken got. heart? It's all, it's all he's got. He showed up. <laughs> Listening to Pierce the Veil, and now no. he's leaving. Lil Peep. Listening to Lil Peep. Little Peepy. R.I.P. What? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, what's your What's your choice? Canceled. Dakota. I tell them both that their car fucking sucks, and they step it up. Let's get some people <laughs> going here. They need some motivation. Car's been looking the same all year. Change it up. Both suck. Aren't we done with this segment? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. Just so you know, the out of context episode is just that. Out of context. We're just joking. Alex made that segment. So no one likes it. We continue to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome story segment. of my life. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed. Please don't forget to subscribe. And if you're still here listening, thank you so much for the support. we got a lot of really awesome stuff coming uh, at the middle of April to the end of April. So please stay tuned, um, including some new series and some really exciting stuff. So. Hasta luego, hasta okay, mañana. All right, all right, one more question. This is it. No. You're you're in your car. You're stuck in traffic. You have to either piss in your cup holder or shit your pants. What are you doing? Does the cup holder work? It's a cup holder. My oh. cup holder is just popped down. I don't have a cup it holder. Does, I didn't pick what cup holders. You I have. ain't shit my pants. Just... I'll, I'll piss in the cup holder. What would you do? <laughs> Dakota. It's my. You gotta answer. Brother. No, you have to my answer. My question. You didn't answer the last one, did? You? Oh no, you it's said like, talk shit about both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably piss in the cup holder. Yeah. It's such an out of context question. Yeah, that's the point. I'd shit my pants because I was gonna probably do it anyways. <laughs> Dakota, out of all of us that look like they'd shit their pants, you it can't would probably say be that. You can't to mean. say that I look like I. You shit look like you shit your pants. Extremely rude. <laughs> That's extremely oh, rude. Now, listen, I haven't gotten a haircut in a while. I know. I got to get my hair trimmed, but you can't just go around telling people that I look you like You look like I you'd accidentally poop your pants. Everyone's done that. <laughs> Every no. single person has accidentally no. pooped their pants. No. Oh, you just no. came out shitting in the toilet? <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> That's his mentality, folks. Uh, That's his mentality. I shit <laughs> since I was a Dakota, baby right in the toilet. Dakota's just taking this personally because he shit his pants last month. That's not true. Who told you that? Yeah, if I did, you'd know about it. I've got my sources. You'd be the first to know. This this podcast is over. We'll see you later. Bye.